Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good Sunday morning. Vishini Rajkumar here along with Dr. David Hilden. And we have such a treat today. We're going to talk about sports medicine, all those bones and muscles uh, and injuries that some people either are prone to or accidentally find themselves in that situation. Dr. Hilden, it is great to be back with you on this uh, beautiful Sunday morning. Good morning, Rashini. Great to have you back as well. And thanks to Steve Thompson for filling in last week. As always, it was good to chat with Steve. It had been a while since I had talked to Steve, but it was good to have him back on the show. And I hope you had a good week off and looking forward to talking today about sports injuries. And, and I'll even take off the word sports injuries. If you are someone who has injured your leg or your arm or your shoulder, we can talk to you as well, even if you're not an athlete who got into that problem. Yeah, well, and the other thing about that is I know you're a runner. I'm a runner. I just uh, ran about six and a half miles yesterday as part of my training. One of my running partners is training for the Twin Cities Marathon. I bumped into him during my run, so I joined him for part of his run just to keep him company. And it reminds me of all the things that could go wrong on the road to a big game day like that, whether it's a marathon or a bike race, or even just uh, something you're doing for fun with the family. Exactly, exactly. Have you ever had a running injury, Rashini? And yeah, I know you run a lot. Yeah, you know, over the years I have. And the most recent one was a year ago summer when we were doing just a trail workout over at Highland Hills in Bloomington. And I slipped and fell and twisted my left ankle. And that ankle has had sort of issues over the years, a long ago, late 90s injury that has never quite, you know, completely left me. So anytime anything new happens to it, I have to be very careful. But I I got off running for quite a while. Uh, Fortunately, turned out to be something I didn't need major medical attention uh, and just staying off of it and icing and being smart was the way to go. But it's really a bummer when things like that happen. 
It really is. You know, I, I remember I was training for a marathon one time, and this was a really minor injury, but I accidentally kicked the radiator in our house. No, I wasn't angry and raving around the house. I was literally just walking around my dining room. I kicked the radiator and broke a toe. <laughs> and so I had to, uh, wow. I did a lot of my, I couldn't run very well for a few weeks, and that's so I had to, uh, I had to um, swim. I was swimming then in order huh. to train for that marathon, and it's a poor substitute. Swimming's a great exercise. It's maybe the best one there is, but it's not, not good. I mean, you have to run if you're going to be a runner. And so right. uh, that uh, uh, I did that. I've also had knee injuries and shin splints and, uh, oh, I've had stress fractures. I've had a, but fortunately, I haven't had any of the really big, big injuries. And today, we are going to talk with one of my colleagues, Dr. Nancy Luger. She is an orthopedic surgeon. And um, she, is, uh, she does all kinds of orthopedic surgery, including things like um, knees and, and shoulders, uh, replacements even, you know, like if you needed your shoulder replaced. But she also is a sports medicine trained physician. She has a special interest in shoulders and knees in both um, kids and adults. And so she does all that. Uh, she does trauma, the sports injuries I've talked about. She's, she does the shoulder replacements, and then she does general orthopedic fracture needs. And she is one of our orthopedic surgeons at Hennepin. So we are going to talk uh, to her and get her expert advice yeah, about all kinds of injuries to your bones and uh, joints, particularly if it happened uh, like a sports injury. Yeah, so absolutely. we'll be getting right. to her just shortly. Oh, sorry about that. Go yeah, ahead, no, person. no, not not at all. I mean, it is interesting. I have a lot of questions for her, and of course, listeners, please text us today six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. We would love for Dan- Dr. Nancy Luger to answer all of your questions because no matter what the age, children can have these kinds of injuries, adults, uh, people in, in their senior years, and all kinds of things can make that happen. Like, you know, in your case with Joe, it was kind of a, a silly injury, but an injury nonetheless that you needed to attend to or it was going to get even worse. And then sometimes legitimately we're out there doing whatever we're doing and uh, the injury happens. And uh, hopefully she can also share with us some injury prevention ideas. Uh, I'm also curious, doctor, about these replacement of joints. They, that sounds very complicated to me. It does, and it's it's an effective uh, surgery. And you know, the most common ones are clearly our knees and our hips. Those are the ones that people get done the most. And it's often for issues like uh, arthritis, osteoarthritis, uh, wear and tear of your joints. And Dr. Luger also, um, she does, uh, she focuses on shoulders quite a bit. And so a lot of people have shoulder problems. You know, you might have a rotator cuff problem. Maybe your shoulder doesn't go overhead as much as it used to. Maybe it simply hurts to move your arm. Maybe you used to be a pitcher for the twins and it's no longer working. I don't know. You know, all those shoulders injuries, uh, she is an expert on those. So we will be talking to her particularly about shoulders as well. So if you're that person who's having trouble, you know, brushing your hair or getting or your or you maybe hurt your hurt your arm and you can't rotate it, we can talk about those things today as well. Sounds great. Well, we have to take a break. And of course, when we come back, we want to get to all of your questions. We will meet Dr. Nancy Luger and uh, find out a little bit about her, her specialty areas, and take all of your questions. The text line today, 651-989-9226. Dr. David Hilden, Rashini Rajkumar with you and take all of your questions. The text line today, 651-989-9226. Dr. David Hilden, Rashini Rajkumar with you. On this Sunday for Healthy Matters, we'll be right back.
We are back on Healthy Matters. Rashini Rajkumar with you, along with your host, Dr. David Hilden. We have a special guest today. We're talking sports and exercise injuries, really things with your joints, your muscles. You can give us a ring. Uh, we have a lot of texts coming in. If it's a non-topic question, we will see if we can get to it at the very last part of the show, but otherwise we are focusing on our guest specialty today and answering those questions. The text line 651-989-9226. And Doc, let's meet our guest. Thanks, Rashini. Good morning, everybody. We're talking to Dr. Nancy Luger. She is an orthopedic surgeon who specializes in injuries of your bones, uh, including knees and shoulders and variety of other fractures. Um, Dr. Luger is an orthopedic surgeon who is specialty trained in that. Um, and so I would like, she's a repeat guest on the show. She's been on in years past. And so Dr. Luger, thanks for being on the show this morning. Good morning. Good to have you back on again, Nancy. Hope you're having a good week at the hospital. I know things are busy. I haven't mentioned that yet, but things are pretty busy in your department, I imagine, at the hospital. Yeah, we're very busy. I've been telling people that, and just a little side note from the topic today, if you don't know, Minnesota hospitals are full. Uh, it's an exceptionally, exceptionally, exceptionally busy time, and Dr. Luger is one of those people who is in the OR in her scrubs helping out people with injuries. So let's talk a little bit today about injuries. Um, Dr. Luger, tell me what are the most common things that people are getting, and if you could do it maybe like um, in age groups, like for kids and youth athletes, young adults, um, uh, what kind of injuries are they getting? Um, great. We can talk about youth athletes. I see less of this, but in general, um, it, it's more ankle sprains and growth, um, growth plate fractures. Um, in the knee, you can see, you can still see young people with ACL tears or oftentimes it's a bone avulsion. So the ligament um, attaches to the bone and the bone kind of pulls off um, in the knee, the meniscus, uh, as well as if you have kneecap problems or a, a lot of people have heard of Oshkosh slaughter, which is kind of an overuse injury where the, the tendon around the knee attaches to the, the shin bone or tibia. In the elbow, you can get like little leaguers elbow. And so a lot of times um, in kids, the one thing that's not in the adult is the growth plate. So uh, overuse injuries around each joint, um, depending on their sport. So there's the little leaguer shoulder. So if you're throwing quite a bit, the upper part of the um, proximal humerus or the arm bone um, can get some stress as well as just general acute break. So if you trip and fall or jump in on a trampoline and break your arm, um, and then concussions are a big thing for youth athletes, and that's a big topic of um, discussion. So Absolutely. do you want me to keep going? Do you want uh, well, yeah, going go into older that? adults now. Yeah, go into no, older adults. What do adults get? So in adults, we we see a lot of what um, the common term is weekend warriors. So people that sit in their desk all day and then on the weekend go all out. And so we see a fair amount of ankle sprains, um, both um, the heel Achilles and patellar tendonitis, and you can rupture it or tear it. Um, golfers and tennis uh, players tend to get the medial and lateral epicondylitis. This is about the elbow where the tendons kind of insert on the bone. Um, also shin splints uh, in the shoulder, rotator cuff tendonitis, and as well as tears. 
I think in Minnesota, one of the things that we see a fair amount of um, at this time, and I was just recently up at a cabin and a friend of mine um, got a hamstring injury, so water skiing. Water skiing is a common um, hamstring injury where you pull off the tendons from your kind of your butt there. Um, groin injuries, uh, ACL tears are also quite common. And then some, some I don't see as much, but like low back pain or, or strains um, are pretty common as well. All kinds from, of things that can go. Okay, go ahead. All, all Yeah, all kinds of things as you're um, getting back. It just kind of depends uh, what you're tending to do. And then when you start getting into the senior or older population, a lot of the things, um, maybe not necessarily as athletic because um, they are subject to all the adult things, but um, particular falls and fractures um, for our seniors because they're sitting around a little bit more and their muscle mass kind of decreases over time. The quality decreases, the number decreases, and they get breaks. So they break their hip, wrist shoulder are the most common and um so i'd say that we see a lot of that at uh Hennepin county so you mentioned a lot of things that can go wrong i've had a few of those and i'll bet most listeners have had or know somebody who's had lots of those i want to focus in on one thing right now because i know you do a lot with shoulders could you tell us what the rotator cuff is what it does and how it gets injured sure so the rotator cuff is um, a group of tendons around the shoulder. There are four of them. And the most common one that people will hear about is the supraspinatus tear. Um, it helps bring the ball part of the shoulder joint down while you lift your and elevate your arm. So um, over time, uh, there's changes, you know, in our bones as well as tendons. And so uh, you are can be subject to more injury just as you get older because you're getting older. There is genetics that take um, a role or a play, um, as well as if you had a fall and you dislocated your shoulder, your shoulder goes out of socket. It can tear the rotator cuff. Um, so I think those are uh, pretty common. We see those a lot. And... Um, uh, especially in the, that age group over, you know, 50, 60 years old. All right, we have a lot of texts coming in for Dr. Nancy Luger. Get get your questions in today. Text us 651-989-9226. All right, this person, really good question. How do we strengthen our hamstrings? How do we strengthen our hamstrings? Well, the hamstrings kind of start at, um, at your butt bone, the ischium, and it goes down into attaches to below your knee. Um, so there are a lot of knee exercises that you can do to strengthen them, and it would probably be hard to describe, but I, there are a lot of good resources online. In fact, the American Academy of Orthopedics um, has a webpage for um, patient information. I think a lot of organizations do um, to, to Google exact mechanisms, but the, the, the mechanism or how to strengthen it is based on the anatomy. Right. So I am a runner, and so is Rashini, and I sometimes bike on my Peloton. I have the tightest hamstrings in the history of the human race. <laughs> you know, they're really, really tight. So I do anything you can do to stretch those babies out is a good idea. I bet, Rashini, I bet you have to stretch yours as well. Yeah, and it's not the easiest muscle to stretch. You oh. really have to focus on it, maybe foam roller. Um, let's get in one more text before we have to go to break. This person says, hello, Dr. and Rashini. I have bone spur heel plantar fasciitis. I wear inserts. Any suggestions? 
Um, plantar fasciitis, so kind of inflammation of the tissue um, on the bottom of the foot. So oftentimes um, you can do some night squinting, so wearing your so your ankles kind of are more um, neutral position instead of pointed down. Uh, you can um, fill ice bottles with ice or with water and um, freeze them, and then roll your kind of your arch on that to roll it out. Uh, often stretching before you get out of bed. Oftentimes people feel a little bit more of this in the morning um, when you're getting out of bed and it gets better over um, kind of the course of the day. Uh, I think those are, and then the inserts that you have, those are all very good things to do. Can you ever be over inserted? You know, can you ever, can there be just too much in uh, whether it's the shoe or however inserts are used? Um, I think, you know, everyone has a different kind of arch. Some people are flat-footed. Some people have a very high arch. So I think uh, the key thing is to make sure that you have a proper fit for your foot. Got it. All right. We are talking with Dr. Nancy Luger today. She is trained in sports medicine. We're talking all kinds of injuries, whether they are from sports or other things, to your joints, to your bones. Give us a text, 651-989-9226, and she can take your questions after the break. But for now, Healthy Matters takes a break. We'll be... We are back. You are listening to Healthy Matters, powered by Hennepin Healthcare, with Dr. David Hilden and me, Roshini Rajkumar. Our guest today, Dr. Nancy Luger. We are taking your texts on joint and bone questions, shoulder questions. Give us a text at 651-989-9226. Okay, doctors, we'll get right into the text because we have uh, quite a few. One person said, acupuncture healed my two-year battle with plantar fasciitis in two treatments. Dr. Luger, any thoughts on that or comment on that comment? Um, I'm less familiar with uh, that, but I I do know that acupuncture can be useful for many areas of the body that people um, often tell me when they have tried other things. Um, But personally, I don't have as much of experience with that, but I'm happy that it uh, was helpful. All right. This person asks, do you do reverse shoulder replacements? Why did my MD say I need one? I'm in almost constant shoulder pain. I have had a desk job my entire life. He or she is 67 right now. So don't understand why I have this major shoulder problem. I'm female, if that makes a difference. Um, So, yes, I do reverse total shoulders. Um, There's a variety of reasons um, that they may be recommended. And uh, what a reverse is, is um, usually you have a ball and socket joint up there. And when the socket becomes the ball and the the ball becomes a socket, that's why it's called a reverse. So in a replacement, you get um, remove um, parts of bone and replace them with metal and plastic. Um, so the most common reason probably, or one of the more common reasons for a reverse shoulder replacement is that the rotator cuff, um, is torn to the level that it's not fixable any longer. And if you were to put a standard, um, ball and socket or total shoulder in there, they can fail earlier, um, because of the body mechanics. Sometimes we also do them for fracture, but in this case, in this question, it sounds like that probably is not the the reason for it. 
as well as arthritis. Sometimes the um, wearing away of the joints also and how how the bones are. So there's a lot of factors. So um, it is important to go to someone that, that does them and understands that. Yeah, it's important to know, too, that today Dr. Nancy Luger is giving, you know, her best responses to your questions. Go see her or another doc you're working with to make sure your situation is very clear before anything happens. Here's a pretty serious one, Dr. Luger. This listener says, I'm 73 years old and my ortho wants to do an ankle replacement. Your thoughts on this? Ankle replacement. Again, it's it's a little hard to know without... um uh, seeing you in person, I personally don't do them. They're done uh, occasionally in, um, for arthritis, um, so when the joint kind of wears away. But another option is um, to fuse them or um, put the bones together, get rid of the joint that's injured. Um, there are pros and cons for, for multiple ways of treatment, but, um, again, that's probably a good discussion to have with your orthopedic surgeon. This listener says, pickleball has become quite a popular sport. Does the doctor think as a result of this sport, there are more knee, ankle, and groin injuries? Um, I haven't seen an increase, but I do know that pickleball sounds uh, like it's up and coming. I just talked to my sister yesterday who was on her way to going to pickleball. I have yet to try it. I'm sure with anything else, um, there's going to be an increase if you're um, not properly conditioned, you don't warm up. There's some things we get to talk about later probably on prevention, but um, absolutely it's a, a a way to get uh, some injuries if you're not ready for it. Could I jump in there? Let's talk a little bit about prevention, if we could, Nancy. You know, so I do have a lot sure. of friends who play pickleball. It's like ping pong with, on a tennis court. It's sort of like, so they're all, they're running around and, and messing up joints and knees and stuff, but it looks like a great lot of fun. I do have to say that. What, how can people who are maybe weekend warriors, they're not, they're not the big conditioned athletes. They're going out and they're playing pickleball on the weekend. How can they work to prevent injury? There's a handful of things that you can do, and I think, um, well, obviously, if you have a little bit more time to be properly conditioned, so don't go full out um, when you're just starting an activity, like uh, understand your body position, so proper body mechanics. Um, Have a proper warm-up, so you want to make sure that you um, get your muscles moving and the blood flowing before you try to go 100%. And then also stretching, um, as we were um, talking about earlier, to stretch is important. And as we get older, it's more important, as you said, when, when you're running and your hamstrings are quite tight, um, stretching as well as cool down. Um, so uh, I think those are important. And then when you're, you're playing your sport and you're getting fatigued, recognize your fatigue because a lot of injuries happen because you're trying to push through things and then you don't have the proper body mechanics and that um, you don't slow down and, and let your body recover. And so that risk um, injury, make sure that whatever sport you're doing, you have your proper protective equipment. So if you need helmets, pads, mouth guards, all those things, eye protection, um, I think those are very important as well as just in general, keeping your body pretty healthy and a, a balanced diet. Um, so I think right. those are the biggest things. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, well, many texts coming in. Here's a good one kind of in that prevention family. Can you talk about Pilates as a form of healing exercise for joints? 
Um, I think it's a, um, I haven't done as much of it. I know there's various types of Pilates uh, and um, I have many uh, orthopedic surgery friends that do it. So I do think it's, it's good for all those reasons because you warm up, you stretch, you're mindful, um, you work on strength. Um, so all those are, are very good for um, your general health and injury prevention. You just have to recognize um, when you're not doing it, you know, in proper technique and you're, if you're going to a class, they'll be helpful, the instructors, et cetera. So okay. also good activity. All right. Another listener says, can you lessen or eliminate rotator cuff pain through physical therapy and or targeted exercise? Yeah, I'd say physical therapy is one of the first lines we often use for rotator cuff problems. Um, they can demonstrate the proper body technique. They can show, um, show you the exercises to strengthen the muscles around the rotator cuff while you gently work and rest to the actual rotator cuff muscles. Um, so I think uh, physical therapy is an excellent source. Um, we also, you know, there's a little bit of difference between if you've had what's called a chronic rotator cuff tear, which is it's been there a while and now you're having symptoms, you go see a physician and, and we don't know when that happened versus you had a fall and you tore your rotator cuff and um, then um, surgery might be more um, recommended earlier versus starting the physical therapy, but certainly physical therapy is a great um, form of treatment. All right. This person says, what tests would one need before getting pelvic prolapse surgery? Take one pill for cholesterol. I've had bad varicose veins and did have a stroke 10 years ago. Blood pressure is normal. I'm sorry, what type of surgery? Pelvic prolapse surgery. Hmm, that sounds like an uh, obstetric gynecology surgery that I would be less familiar with. Dr. Hilden, do you want to give just a quick question, then we'll move yeah, on to all all your pre whatever your surgery is. Generally, you go see either a preoperative clinic that your surgery department might run, or far more commonly, you would go to your primary care doctor or other provider, and they'll order all the tests that you need prior to your surgery. They're just trying to make sure that it's as safe as it can possibly be. You might be surprised. There's almost no tests that you actually need, though. Okay, here's a knee question. I'm 75 years old, have had knee pain problems. I recently had cortisone injections with improvement. Can you discuss knee problems and cortisone injections? So there's a variety of knee problems out there. As we kind of discussed, the, the ligament tears, the meniscus injury, and then um, as you get older, the most common is probably arthritis where the joint um, kind of um, I kind of liken it to the smooth coating on your um, Teflon pans or what have you. It wears away, becomes flaky, and so it's no longer smooth when you bend your knee. Um, so there, the treatment for arthritis can range from activity modification, um, anti-inflammatory medications, um, activity avoidance, so avoiding things that really bother it to give it some rest, exercise, maintaining a healthy diet. And then as you go up um, in your treatment algorithm or, or um, uh, so the injections are part of that and what that can do is help decrease the inflammation in the knee so they may be offered um, up to a, a total joint replacement where they um, take away the bone that is no longer healthy and replace it with metal and plastic. Okay. 
We, um, why don't we do this, Dr. Hilden? Let's, let's break early and maybe uh, keep the doctor on for a couple parts of our last segment. We do have some non-bone questions, but there are also several texts we haven't gotten to. So let's take a quick break right now. If you have final questions for Dr. Nancy Luger, text those to us, 651-989-9226. And then after we say goodbye to her, Dr. Hilden will uh, try to get to some of these other questions that have come in. Some are on COVID and some are on some other topics. We'll take a break and be right back. We are back on Healthy Matters for our final segment. We have one question we'll take for Dr. Nancy Luger, and then Dr. Hilden will answer all your other questions until we have to say goodbye. All right, this person says, what can be done for an 89-year-old patient who has a complete rotator cuff tear? The doctor tells them that they need shoulder replacement but are not healthy enough to have the operation. That's a good question. Um, Oftentimes, uh, it's over-the-counter therapies, if you can have the anti-inflammatories, you'll have to ask your doctor, as well as the physical therapy to strengthen the muscles that do remain um, functional uh, and tendons around the shoulder. Um, Sometimes also uh, we do injections into the shoulder, um, as like the knee with um, steroids. Um, So those are some of the things you can still do um, to treat the shoulder pain and arthritis. So we've been talking to Dr. Nancy Luger, orthopedic surgeon at Hennepin Healthcare. And uh, Nancy, I want to say thank you for being on the show. We are indeed out of time, and we've got to most of the t- uh, questions from listeners, not all, but most of them. So I want to thank you for that, for providing such good information. And for listeners out there, you might not re- know how hard surgeons are working for the past year and a half, and Dr. Luger and her colleagues in orthopedic surgery and Hennepin Healthcare are working every single day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week to help out the citizens of our region. So Dr. Luger, thanks for being on the show and have a great week. Great. All right, Dr. Hilden, and if you have final questions for Dr. Hilden before we say goodbye today, text us 651-989-9226. All right, so people are asking about this Delta strain what seems to be the number one way people are getting it, asks one listener. The main reason people are getting the Delta strain is being exposed to um, other people um, in larger settings. And typically that would be unvaccinated people. Uh, now you can get it from vaccinated people as well. So that is true. But the main, um, the, the thing is with vaccinated people is that their carriage of the virus is less. They're much less um, severely ill. They're barely ill at all. Uh, but uh, so the unvaccinated folks are spreading it around a lot. And so if you're in an indoor setting with a number of people and you don't know their vaccination status, that's the main way people are getting it. And um, the second reason people are getting it is the lack of masks. So masks uh, aren't great. Um, no one loves them. Uh, they don't uh, love wearing them, but but wearing one is the second way that we can decrease it. And I do have to say that there it will be still, we'll be talking about covid three years from now if people don't get vaccinated. So please, 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 there is nothing that's more important right now than to get your vaccination. All right. The other thing I want to ask just in general is because I've just seen so many different headlines, people are wondering, okay, so you're vaccinated, but then the chances of getting COVID again or getting COVID at all. 
Yeah, it's, you know, nothing's perfect. This is one of the best vaccines I've ever seen in my whole career. This is one of the best ones I've ever seen, but nothing's perfect. And so uh, if you get vaccinated here, you are almost certainly not likely to end up in the hospital, severely ill or die. Yeah, this is indeed an illness of the unvaccinated. It's a pandemic for all of us. So if you're unvaccinated, you're making the decision for all of us that this is going to last longer. It's not about your personal freedom anymore. You are literally talking about the freedom of others. You're, you're putting others' health at risk. You're putting children's health at risk. And so you won't get sick. You might, you might but it's very, very, very unlikely that you'll get severely ill. And, uh, and you certainly uh, are, are very unlikely to die if you've, uh, if you've been vaccinated. And on that note about the vaccine itself, Dr. Hilden, would you say there's one brand that's better than another, or are they all pretty darn good right now? They're all still pretty darn good. The, they're all remarkably effective. And people often wonder, is that J&J, the Johnson one, is good? You know what? People are not getting severely ill with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine either. It did what it's supposed to. Vaccines aren't intended to make the thing go away instantly, and they, none of them will do that. They're intended to prevent people from getting sick and dying, and all of them do that. So I think we'll be seeing boosters down the road because we, it, they don't last forever, but the immunity from your vaccine is, is better than any other immunity. And even if you've already had COVID in the past year and a half, still get one of the vaccines that's available to you. Okay, this person is asking about arthritic knees. They're just getting over cellulitis in their lower leg. Maybe you can give them uh, just some general tips on that. Right, so arthritis in the knees, sort of wear and tear of the knees is very, very common. I don't wanna say it's normal, not, you know, but it's, it's common. It's not normal to have your knees wear away, but it's, it's very common. And so do things to strengthen your knees and your joints. Support that knee joint by strengthening the muscles, by exercising, by walking, by stretching, by doing um, yoga, by doing Pilates. If it's hurting you, try acupuncture, as Dr. Luger said. That's okay. And if it's really, really bad, go see your orthopedic surgeon. I, I won't comment on the texture cellulitis question. That's an infection. Make sure you've got that treated by your doctor with antibiotics. This listener says, can you speak about osteoarthritis? I've seen a few doctors, but there seems to be no relief. Yeah, osteoarthritis is the arthritis that most people think about. It's the wear and tear of your joints, as opposed to the inflammatory arth um, arthritides is actually the plural of, of arthritis, arthritides. Um, the, the inflammatory ones are like rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, psoriatic arthritis. Those are treated with anti-inflammatory drugs and immune medications. Osteoarthritis is the wear and tear on your knee from, from use over time. You just have a lot of miles on the odometer. So do those things we've been talking about, strengthening exercises, stretching. You can get cortisone injections if that's helpful for you. Um, and, and then you might need a surgery eventually. The knee surgeries are very effective. Arthritides kind of sounds like a Greek god. It really does, doesn't it? You know, that was one of the things in med school. They say in med school, you learn a new language. And I think you like enough words that make a whole new language. And the plural of a lot of these things, the plural of hepatitis, it's hepatitides. And uh, fun fact for the day. That, that's kind of a weird <laughs> one to say. I'm going to avoid that. Uh, okay, this one I think can help. Maybe it'll be our last text because I think it can help a lot of people. This, this is CJ from Champlin saying that CJ has heard stretching cold muscles isn't good that stretching should be done after exercise. This is confusing. Please comment. 
Yeah, I do most of mine is do most people I know who are sort of are athletes do most of their stretching afterwards when you're warmed up. The, the point is your muscles are cold and tight and immediately get into hardcore stretching. You could you, That's um, probably not as effective. So what we do tell people to do is warm up. And if you're a runner, warm up by walking or taking a slow jog. And then you can stretch your muscles just gently before your exercise. But do most of your, you know, your hardcore stretching afterwards. That is generally considered um, a better way to go. And I think a lot of coaches and physical trainers would tell you that as well. Don't just roll out of bed and start stretching your hamstrings before your run. Warm up first. And here's my little tip on that. I mean, if you feel like you need to do some stretching, just kind of those full body, you know, pull your arms up into the air as high as you can go. But if you are warming up, say you're running to meet someone and there's an intersection with a stop sign and you've already done a little walking or running, that's a good spot to stop, do a little stretching while the light is red, and then keep going, you know, so that you can just build it into getting out there. All right. That flew by today. Uh, you can always reach Dr. David Hilden and me on Twitter, at Dr. David Hilden at Rashini R. Get your questions in. It was great having you with us today on Healthy Matters. We'll be back next Sunday, same time, same place. Make it a healthy week. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.